Welcome back to this week's episode of Toys on Tap. We are so excited to bring on Yuck Trading Co. Yuck Trading Co. has been in the scene for quite some time, like 11 years at this point, and so we get to dive into not only his history, how he started, his beginnings, and even into his wormhole warriors. If you want more Toys on Tap, you can always like, subscribe, follow, wherever you get podcasts. Like on all of our social medias, at Toys on Tap. You can also help us out by rating and reviewing wherever you get those podcasts. If you want to support the podcast, you can jump on the Patreon. But now, let's get back to this week's episode of Toys on Tap. What's up? That's like the perfect way to start an interview. Holy moly. Is that a mask that you made? No, I commissioned it. Oh, that's so rad. That's so rad. I just watched um, your Clutter Magazine interview where you are talking the whole time, like, as this character, which I want to dive into this character as well. But all about Morbus yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I I didn't know how best to uh, how how you wanted to do this interview, so I figured helmet it is. Yeah, that's fine. I don't keep the video; I just use the audio, so it's up to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'm stoked that you're on. Uh, I've like creeped on your profile for some time now, looking at all the good stuff you've made and. Um, I'm amped about it. Do you want to introduce yourself before we begin? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm uh, Andy with uh, Yuck Trading Company. Uh, this character that um, I'm representing right now is uh, Asparius. He's uh, kind of like my uh, my hero character inside the wormhole warrior universe that I created. Holy moly. Oh, and the helmet. Just so we're describing this to everyone, the helmet looks so sick. This, like, insectoid-style bug, would you say? Yeah. Two massive eyes on it that I'm assuming you can see out of both? Uh, Yes. I just – I can't see in the middle, so I have to turn my head and look at it one lens at a time. One of my favorite photos of you uh, on your profile is it's you dressed as this as a spherious but you're outside doing something talking and the caption is so like nonchalant of like uh it's something like yes even Asphereus loves the weekend or something like that <laughs> yeah my uh my wife gets a kick out of taking those photos for me oh and my, uh, my neighbors love it i oh my gosh the fact that your neighbors know about it is awesome um when you designed it or commissioned it did you already know that you wouldn't be able to see out of the front uh, not exactly. Honestly, I didn't know how this helmet would work like yeah. in the real world. Holy moly, it's so good. Uh, yeah, just being able to wear it and get that sense of what it might be like as that character kind of brings that extra perspective uh, into it. Yeah. Um, and then I think lastly on the mask, is it like attached to your neck so it moves completely with you at all times? Uh no, it's it's basically just like a giant dome, so it goes under my chin. Oh my gosh. 
just hopefully you don't need to eat or drink or anything and you're good to go yes uh i I wear it for short periods of time like short bursts yeah how warm is it in that uh very very warm (laughs) awesome hey i'm so glad that you're here Yuck Trading Co. I love the name. I share a similar name for my toy creating, so I absolutely love that name. Um, can we start there? Where did you come up with the the toy name when you wanted to start making toys? Gosh, um, it. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. Um, I I used to do a lot of uh, resin bootleg stuff, and uh, started playing around with different names. And uh, I, I realized that the the term uh, yuck was just really, really fun to say. And it was just constantly like popping in and out of my head, like constantly. I was like, oh, this is this is such a good word. I need to turn it into something. So it just kind of became my my own my own brand for art, I suppose. Yeah. I like the addition of trading co on it. It sounds mm-hmm. the most official. I, uh, it, if, uh, for people who are listening, don't know, it used to be Yuck Toy Co. And then I, I switched it, uh, fairly recently, uh, because I figured that, um, the term trading company kind of fit a broader range of, uh, things as opposed to just strictly toys. So, yeah. Nice. Um, We kind of want to get a glimpse of you as a person who loves toys. So walk us all the way back. It's childhood. What are the toys that you have? What are the commercials that you're like involved, like you're falling in love with as they're on TV, all that kind of stuff? Okay. Yeah, sure. And if you don't mind, I'm going to take my helmet off now because I'm involved. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I love that you have the whole like ski mask thing underneath it too. Yeah, it hides my neck. <laughs> awesome. Holy smokes. Anyways, yeah. So um uh toys and commercials and stuff from my my childhood. Yeah, what's that like? What I don't know what how old you are, so walk me back to that age, what kind of toys you have, all that stuff. Okay, so um dating myself uh i am going to be turning 35 this year okay and um so uh toys and commercials for me i strongly remember from the early to mid 90s um so uh growing up i was a huge uh batman fan the animated series yep and uh yep and um the uh the incredible crash dummies i don't know if you're familiar with that line yeah, I had a like a little glimpse of it, and I had one or two of them, but I don't remember much about them. Sure, yeah the uh, the incredible crash dummies were my all time favorite toy series ever. It's, it's the incredible crash dummies. This is it down. Okay, everybody, go hands. Wild Bull is giving free rides in the flip over truck. This is great. The jump Bob Rucker arrives to spoil the fun. Truck, junk about Rucker and figures, all sold separately. Don't you be a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Like, uh, I ended up uh, going down to my parents' house uh, a couple weekends ago and finding 
literally like a tote of unopened boxes of incredible crash dummies that my parents had pushed pushed aside knowing how much that I love them so I I saw that and made sure to immediately grab them because uh it's it's just amazing um yeah and it, it, uh, I don't know if you want me to explain it to yeah go for it yeah so familiar yeah the uh the toys themselves I wish I had one in front of me right now but um that's essentially it uh it lets you play with actual like crash test dummies like from an automobile shop or something and each one has a different way that they basically explode into pieces so they have like little buttons in their chest or whatever and if you put them in a toy car or whatever and and you crash it and it hits that button their head and arms like go flying off and it's just it's it's really really fun makes it really fun to play with yeah, which you inevitably, I think the the problematic piece is with that toy line is you inevitably lose one of the limbs. Yep, and I think that's why my parents bought so many of the boxes for me, knowing that that would happen. That's awesome. Wait, so you have those like unopened boxes of these toys now? Yeah, yeah, oh. I, have, I have quite a few, yeah. That's awesome. Your parents are absolute gems. Uh, amazing people, yes. Yeah, so you're you're watching. I don't remember. Did uh, Crash Test? Did it have a a show as well? Um, I don't remember if there was a show, but I do remember the Fox Kids uh, special that they aired. It was like a twenty five minute uh, animated special. Okay, and it, you basically just dove into their Crash Test dummy world against the the fight against the junk bots. And yeah, so. Yeah. So the the question that I have, if that's your like favorite toy line, that means you kind of strayed away from Star Wars and GI Joe, I'm assuming, and went more of the like crazier toys. Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Um, I had, uh, I had, um, I had a Power of the Force action figure it might have been a luke one just like the totally jacked luke skywalker yeah. <laughs> um i i i got into star wars i guess late yeah. so to speak um my dad um introduced it to me and my sister at the same time and at the time you know it I, it, it resonated with me but not to the point where i was like an immediate like super fan mm -hmm. um but uh, I still enjoyed it. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like the I'm 32. So I'm in that same era. The time span of the 90s was like that dying time for Star Wars before they mm. redid some stuff. And I don't think that the fans that came out of that get a lot of credit that we fell in love or started watching Star Wars at its lowest point in history. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's fair to say, sure. Yeah. Um. So, Crash Test Dummies. What are some other ones that you had? Oh, Batman. Um, for sure. I had I had that uh, Arctic uh, suit. He was like white yeah. and black, like the camouflage, and he had the helmet that he could put on and stuff. Really yep. great accessories in that toy line. The um, the the penguin with the rocket pack. It's Batman, better than ever. Penguin has frozen Gotham City. Arctic Batman emerges in his new polar armor suit. Fire Ice Blaster! Batman is in hot pursuit. Too late! 
Without warning comes Batman's fearsome Skydrop airship. Justice will prevail. Back to your cage, Penguin. Batman, better than ever. Uh, what's another line that I had? Uh, skeleton Warriors, okay. I got into. Yep. Um, I had one of those action figures um, and a couple Jurassic Park uh, toys. Yeah, Jurassic Park was popping off mm-hmm. in the 90s. They had some incredible, like, toys that did stuff all the mobility that the dinosaurs had was like moving heads and stuff was awesome i, I, I always that? yeah i always remembered um going going down the toy aisle and seeing the jurassic park dinosaurs that had these special like battle damage scars yeah. on them like the piece of like skin that could come off and you see the bones underneath it i always yeah. i always remember that i see those the most at antique stores like for some reason those are in the cages uh all of them are missing that piece of skin i lost that immediately when i had this yeah if the pieces didn't help the toy function they didn't stay with the toy yeah 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 i think people forget like that kids just lose things so quick like i lost the the batman that you're talking about is that the one that had you brought up like it had those accessories it had like wings and a thing that like brought down over him or was that a different one? That I mean, I had, I had a couple that, from that line, and I lost all of those accessories too. I I know. I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, but the the one that I was thinking of, it had like a black and white kind of like zebra pattern uh, Arctic camo, and then he had this helmet that had. It was like his cowl shaped like dome over it with the oh. white white shoulder um yeah set. It's kind of hard to explain, but uh yeah, no, I, I had I had a bunch of those Batman figures. That's rad. And so at some point, just like the heartache of the rest of us, you either get rid of toys or whatever, but your parents, it seems like saved possibly more than just the other ones. Yeah, I mean they um they <sighs> I mean, they could see how much I love the incredible crash dummies. It's like it's it's so funny to look back and think on now, like this kid was completely infatuated with exploding yeah. individuals, but it, it was like the greatest toy line to ever be made in my in my personal opinion, the packaging and everything. So my, yeah. my parents took it upon themselves to save a good handful of of toys in the box and yeah, it's pretty amazing. We'll probably get to this later on, but have you tried to replicate the crash dummies? No. Nope. It seems so difficult. It definitely would be difficult. And I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do it justice at all. So I didn't yeah. want to ruin that visual in my head of, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Holy moly. That would be a cool line to replicate. Um, so you get up to a certain age and like the rest of us, you stop playing with toys. Um, we're going to skip over like little portions of that part. When did you, um, you have an art background, it seems like, cause you're able to design and do all that stuff. Where'd that come from? You go to school for um, that? Yes, I did. Uh, a monumental waste of my time. <laughs> I, I hated school. Um, a lot of the stuff that I do now, uh, to be completely honest with you, I taught myself after I graduated because I felt like I didn't learn enough or the things that I wanted to learn specifically. 
Um, it could partially be my fault, but at the same time, um, you know, I went ahead and taught a lot of a lot of things uh, myself. So, um, so it, technically, yes, I did go to school for it. Um, my wife and I actually went to the same school. Um, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, and I'm assuming you're talking about going to school for art. Um, did you have graphic design in there or was it like standard, like realistic and realism type of painting? What what type of art did you cover? Uh, so I graduated with a bachelor's in illustration. Uh, so a lot of my focus was on uh, traditional um, drawing mediums, uh, charcoal, pen and ink, um, pencil, all of that. I did a little bit of um, oil painting uh, after I graduated, which uh, honestly I had a lot of fun with uh, because I like working big. Yeah, uh, which you don't you don't you don't see a lot of that in in my own work right now that I post, but I I do enjoy working big on large large canvas. Um, but yeah, oil paints those are fun. But yeah, I graduated with a bachelor's in illustration. Awesome. Um, when it comes to illustration, I can't draw for shit. Like I absolutely can't, uh, every art class that I've gone through in high school and some in college D maybe, cause I just couldn't grasp the concept. Um, how did you flip over to graphic design? Um, I guess pretty much. Gosh, that's a hard question. Uh, it, even though it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a hard question. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think it has to do mainly with um, the different projects that I'm working on. So, like any, like the um, my uh, wormhole warriors action figures that yeah. took a lot of design work on my part with the illustration by Chris Vacon, incredible, incredible artist. Yeah, um, but. Um, I've never done package art, package design in my life. So trying to, um, we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE toy planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray. We'll save the DLP 2 Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Basically hop right into that project and go, okay, I need to essentially learn how to do package design for this one individual project and um you know make it work so it's uh i i hopped over into design specifically based on the needs of each individual project i suppose yeah that is um was it a, i mean it's not as intuitive i wouldn't assume coming from like the drawing sphere and like illustration you're like relearning how to do art almost right yeah, yeah, I think that would be safe to say. Yeah. I um yeah, cuz I feel like I'm I, I okay, you're good at doing graphic design, but man, it doesn't translate backwards either. It does not help mm -hmm. me at all. Uh yeah. I working with people sometimes on like how to get them 
if I need to commission something out and they're like, Hey, give me a sketch of what you want this to look like. It is. I'm so sorry to all of you that I've done this too. It's like <laughs> stick figures and like scribbles and uh, there's no measurements on how I want anything. It's just like, make this, but don't do what I just did. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's honestly fair. I can totally relate to that. Sure. Yeah, man. Um, and you go, you graduate. Um, does the love of toys come back then? Like at what point from when you graduate with your art degree to when toys all of a sudden become important to you again, how long is that? Um, honestly, quite a while. Uh, well, I, that's not fair to say. Uh, that's probably like, I, I want to say I started getting into resin bootleg stuff around 2000. I'd say 2012 is probably a safe bet okay. for that. Um, so that was right when I, um, discovered the wonders of resin yeah. and uh, was like oh my god i can replicate a lot of these toys or at least attempt to replicate a lot of these toys that i get a huge kick out of and so yeah 2012 was probably right when i dove back into the, the toy scene yeah and it, like did you dive right into resin or was it um you started realizing you wanted to collect some of the toys you had as a kid and then you dove into resin it, it how usually those worked hand in hand uh yeah um for me though i was definitely looking at it more from an artistic perspective not from a collector's perspective nice um as you start doing this the resources now are crazy good and what people have mm -hmm. posted and all the things take me to 2012 when you're trying to learn how to do this What's that process um, like? Because that's early on. Yeah. So I mean, uh, let's uh, let the 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 storyline smoke like you know mist in here, and then yeah. we, we just go back to the amazing, wonderful year of 2012. And um, I was located down in my uh, my parents' basement where my dad had his woodworking shop. Yeah. Uh, so we had like this nice, clean cement floor. For me to completely fuck up with all kinds of resin and spilled um, art medium all over the place and uh so i was just down there tinkering away with uh buckets of old action figures chopping them up you know destroying these uh amazingly little amazing little toys that you know are now gone forever because yeah. i completely obliterated them for the sake of art um but uh yeah no it was it was uh me doing a lot of commuting into Cambridge where a local art store was so that I could pick up uh, batches of resin and silicone for mold making. It was the only place that I could um, find, at least in the relative vicinity of where I lived, that I could go and pick up those supplies. Um, so, yeah, 2012 was an interesting time. Holy moly. I uh, I don't envy any of you that are in that early like time period because you're like you, you're trying to find some of these things that aren't readily it wasn't smooth on right it was some other company or was it smooth on it was smooth on okay yeah. good um i because it's like people talk about um the trial and error process 
and it's cut so short now. Like I don't have to do much trial and error to figure something out because everyone else has done it. But man, back then, how how pissed was your dad with that cement floor just being tattered with stuff? He got pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you can't get resin. Once it's cured, you can't get resin off much. So it's like probably mm-hmm. locked into that floor. Um, yep. What a bummer. What a bummer. Okay, so what are some of the first toys that you were – super interested in making as you started getting this resin and silicone uh the star wars stuff yeah Um, it was what i was immediately drawn to uh i mean i don't want to say like the 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 classic stormtrooper was uh, pretty much the first one that i was immediately drawn to and um it was my first big project with um resin bootlegging i i created so i was i was operating under the name of feast boy at the time of all this okay um so uh if anyone is listening that recognizes that name i apologize for ruining everything um the uh the stormtrooper for me i started playing around with and i came up with the uh the roid trooper concept so it was just a huge hulking rip stormtrooper so it had the typical stormtrooper head but um i forget now what action figure i used for the torso but i want to say it was an x-men villain that i used oh, for yeah. the huge hulking rip chest and the and the arms and then just the stormtrooper legs and i uh, <laughs> made him my roid trooper yeah, and which if it's the '90s like Toy Biz ones, those X Men figures are like four or five inches wide. Sometimes it feels like because they're so yeah. bulky. Um, jeez. Yeah. Okay, so you made that. Are you at that time? Instagram is incredibly new, maybe only a year old at most. Are you mm-hmm. looking to see if other people are doing this? Are you grabbing inspiration? What is that in those early times? Um. Yeah. Uh, how was I operating at that time? I don't even remember. Uh, I I was definitely um, networking a lot with Clutter yeah. um, at that time because I was I was part of their inaugural in action figure uh, show. Wow. Um, yeah. I I I don't want to say it's still up there, but I may have a piece still on their website that's available. Uh, under the feast boy name you might be able to check it out i'm not positive it could still exist i don't know from 2012 um, yeah awesome awesome yeah i did um it was a uh a huge i used to go to um salvation army a lot and raid their whole like old frame section yeah and, uh, take take all the frames back to uh to the basement like a little goblin and then uh put all my bootlegs lined up um on this matte backing of the frame so it's like a giant frame piece with like 10 10 different resin bootlegs on it with like paint splatter and stuff um so i think i i do want to say that i was using instagram um i wasn't too active on facebook um so i think i think instagram is a safe bet yeah holy moly feast walk me through uh feast boy why why that name what is that? Also, if that toy is still up, I'm gonna go find it ASAP after we're done here. Um, I gotta be completely honest with you. I have no idea why I chose the name. 
probably something along the same lines is why I chose Yak. It to me it it sounded good and I was like, ooh yeah, this sounds good. I'm gonna use it sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my. I uh those are the names that I find so fun when people kind of just they're like, I think this is good, and then they just throw it in and they just become it's, so recognizable. It's it's the mind of an artist. It's just chaos especially for me you like if you could see inside my brain you would probably want to run out like screaming so yeah. <laughs> uh, i do have a question about um being in contact with clutter so early on you're in their like first one how are you getting in contact with them or are they finding you and reaching out to you at that early time um i'd say it's a little bit of both i mean it's it's making yourself noticed and in in the art world it's all about networking and getting in touch with people and um that's why i think uh instagram right now is such an amazing tool for that mm -hmm. um, because everyone that's in the art scene is most likely on instagram yeah uh, so all you have to do is just do a little digging slide into their dms maybe hey, yeah. even send them like a piece of like snail mail just like a postcard or something say hey i exist sort of thing yeah um, yeah one of the things that is so interesting is um how good instagram is at that um uh, it poses a problem when we go to things like designer con or some kind of a show because um i mean you have so many followers or you follow so many people that if people recognize you I don't always know their names. First off, it's like just their mm -hmm. Instagram handle. Um, but I'll have people that will come up to me and they're like, hey, like, I'm glad that you're here. And I'm like, man, I don't even know who you are, but I'm glad you're here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. To totally relatable. I, uh, yeah, I, as a person that's absolutely horrendous with names, yeah. uh, it's, it can get bad. Sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense, but um, see, so you're 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 in the beginning already in some kind of a show within your first, would you say, year? You're already in that show. I don't know if it was in the first. It feels like a millennium ago. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard to like. It's very it's very ago. foggy back then. But yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think it was in the first year, but it was. I feel like it was pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Okay. And to be in a show with clutter who has only gotten bigger since then um man and that set you on a trajectory to continue with toys i'm assuming because you, you haven't stopped since yeah yeah pretty much uh, there was a little bit of a hiatus um probably around 20 2015 maybe i got wicked into skateboards for some reason i don't know why because i can't skateboard worth shit i'm way too tall and lanky yeah but yeah i got it in, there was a whole skateboard thing going on but um after that i i dove right back into toys i was like what am i doing i love yeah. toys too much to not be doing anything with them help me understand you you don't skate but you loved skateboards is that what happened yeah i mean i love I love like the eighties and nineties, uh, skateboards, uh, not necessarily like the, the popsicle boards, but like the, the awesome, like fishtail, yeah. uh, like Bart Simpson style skateboards. I've always loved that aesthetic and the artwork that came with those boards. And you just collected a bunch of them. And then all of a sudden we're like, what about toys? What, what am I doing? 
Yeah, I mean, I I would like to say that I was lucky enough to collect a bunch of them, but I don't have that kind of money. But um, yeah, no, I uh, I yeah, I just love the art and um, looking into all that, getting involved with a couple different uh, skaters, having some fun with that, going to conventions, and then I was like, yeah, I'm drifting too far away from from toys and the actual like art that I'm really into and love. So you know geez i uh i i can get behind the idea that you have like different interests that don't always align because i like though i love toys there are other things that i'm very mm. into uh, that i wish i could control and shut down but um man that's that's a big jump so you get back into toys 2015 ish or 2016 mm. and then you continue you have a world that you have built. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wormhole Warriors. Uh, Correct. Did that start when you came back from skateboards? Like, or is that something you've just had in your head this whole time? When is the launch of Wormhole Warriors? When does that come into be? Uh, I mean, it's like the the original uh, concept that I had in my head when I got right back into toys um you know i've always loved uh sci-fi stuff and i really i love world building and um so i started playing around with the different concepts that were in my head um playing around with different um uh like bug types and beetles Mm -hmm. and um building off of that that's why uh the asparagus helmet is so so bug-like and um specifically based on different styles it was like an amalgamation of beetles and stuff and i wanted to make these these like insect heroes in space that could fight intergalactic crime so to speak i guess so yeah that's uh the wormhole warriors are right there in the beginning man so as you first start uh and with wor- uh world building that immediately is like you got to make characters and backstories and all that walk me through the name like asphereus or asphereus and then walk me through is it lord morbus as well Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. lord morbus yeah how are those coming together um so lord Lord morbus actually didn't pop into the wormhole warriors world until only like a few years ago really okay um it was only realistically i was i was so um so focused on trying to flesh out the actual wormhole warriors concept and uh asphereus as the hero and how that would all work and whatnot um asphereus itself um i want to say it was not specific it it was like it was kind of like an amalgamation of different uh scientific terminologies for insects or beetles or something and that like with any other name that i apparently really like it just like sticks in my head and i'm like i have to use that somehow yeah so you know that's uh that's asparagus the uh, amazing purple space hero yeah yeah did you i know that lord morbus has a figure and a box and like all kinds of stuff that goes with it did asparagus um also have that did you um, produce a I, lot of yeah figures? we do we do have um the sculpt and design 
for it. Um, I just haven't actually gotten around to having it produced. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's not fair. He exists in vinyl form, but it's a 10 inch vinyl toy, uh, not the three and three quarter inch action figure style, which I really, really, truly enjoy. Um, so, as of right now, Asphereus only exists in vinyl form. Which it looks like five points of articulation in this vinyl. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I, I have to ask you a question. You're you're in resin and you're in vinyl. Um, and you're like all over this place. How do you in your brain like keep focused on one and still have like all these things going? Because I feel yeah, like... I have no idea. It's uh pure <laughs> chaos over here. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh uh what like the best analogy is like if i were talking to you as like a weatherman and there's like a hurricane going on around in the back of me i'm like yeah things are going great man i don't know how things are uh, staying together but uh it's it's working <laughs> but yeah there's uh yeah it's it's uh chaos yeah it's, it's very chaotic yeah i i did see um one of the things that i do as i go through everyone's pages before we start so i go through um their shops and everything and we i do this dive and it like pre it primes my own pump in my head how that is a big figure a big vinyl figure however the cost is so low on it for being a giant vinyl figure and Mm -hmm. it is the most attainable piece of vinyl art i've ever seen how Uh i i know where you're going with that question and it's because i have like a million totes worth of these things sitting around my house and my wife hates it okay so So now it's just like (laughs) get them out of here yeah Yeah. okay yep uh like i said it's the uh the og toy that started off yuck uh trading co on this journey and uh, it's been there since the beginning, and I'm still sitting on mountains worth of these toys because it was the cheapest way to go about doing it. Yeah, uh, the cheapest like cost per piece was to get just an ass load of these things made, which uh, you know, I might consider a mistake looking back on it now. But at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of funny, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? Yeah, that's because I I'm assuming. Um just like anything you order it's like you order a hundred the price goes down by pennies you order ten thousand the price goes down by like 10 bucks and you're like oh awesome i'll take Mm -hmm. yeah so i get that that, and that that's exactly that's exactly why i went the route that i did um from the get-go because i knew that i was going to be invested in this character for the long run yeah and i was like let's just go in it full force and make this happen so okay and is it um japanese mexico where are we pulling this vinyl from hong kong hong kong all right uh which is awesome to have things like come out at like safubi actually come out of hong kong is awesome to see um i love it i love the different vinyl types that are all over the world so it's cool to see that that one uh, does it come in different colorways as well uh, it is currently available in yellow and purple. So good. So good. Um, so you create this character and then you, um, as the years go on, you start to create Lord Morbus in the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. And you, 
Okay, it's going to feel weird. We're going to praise something that I love that you've done. I don't know where these figures are coming from. They're on the peg system, but when they are injection molded, they come out like Mexican bootleg figures where they're all on the the track. And I, I love that. I have a couple of Mexican bootlegs that are like that. Um, mm. Is that by design? Is this, are you getting them from Mexico? How, like what, what's happening with Lord Morbus? It's again, another cheap piece that I'm in love with of yours. Yep. So uh, the Lord Morbus um, action figures are produced in Mexico okay. um, through a really amazing guy. Um, his handle on Instagram is Ein, Ein Creative, A-Y-N, k-r-e-a-t-i-v i believe um really easy to work with and um he was he was really great um doing these really excited about it too he loves working with different artists on um what they're doing so yeah these were produced in mexico and um i have um some of the pulled pieces on those on those like uh the you know the, the tracks or whatever that you're talking about like still like uncut action figure bits like yep. on a square uh for the most part he was uh they were really good about like assembling them beforehand which i wasn't expecting i was expecting like a like a full box of just uncut like action figure parts or something but they came fully um fully assembled with a few like excess pieces still on the like the um the sprues and whatnot so uh yeah that's awesome. Can you walk me through the Lord Morbus piece and, and its evolution? Because the design of the box is incredible. How you've done the box where there's the window so you can see the piece. Um, the idea behind the peg system so it's interchangeable with other ones. Like all of it is so well thought out, but it didn't start there. It probably started somewhere like a little less than what it is now. How did you get to this point? Um, so, okay. Um, hold on. Let me get my concept board real quick. There so we go. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so oh. this is a, uh, yeah, my, uh, my draft drawing of the Lord Morbus character. Um, so I was really working out like his look and aesthetic and the different parts of him, like what they did. Um, even like the, the gem on his, uh, his straps across his chest there even started like fleshing out what his henchmen look like. So, um, yeah. So for me, obviously everything, everything starts in my head and I have to get it out of my head somehow. So it's either going to be on a actual piece of paper or digitally. And, um, for Lord Morbus, it was directly on paper. And then I started, um, connecting with different um different digital uh sculptors getting in touch with them and seeing who might who whose style might work the best for the lord morbus character yeah and um i wish i had his handle in front of me right now because i don't remember it off the top of my head we were talking through discord and um he he did an amazing job sculpting it and uh, I sent the sculpt directly over to Ein Creative in Mexico, who was able to uh, 3D print it and make the metal molds and produce it. And this is over the course of um, years. We're talking yeah. like like three and a half, four years. You know, I've been slowly piecing this together. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, those are huge things to tackle. Like metal molds by themselves are super expensive, hard to come by. Yeah. So it's incredible that he's doing that and like just going to town. So when it first starts, starts as this, which by the way, your artist background is like showing because your first renderings of this figure versus like what my first renderings are are great like yours is so detailed and stuff so it starts there um and you get the figure sculpted in there how long between drawing and concept to first figure in hand what would you how many years um probably i had i had my own 3d print in hand i'd say probably within the first year and a half to two years because i was so excited about the concept um i needed to get it 3d printed so i could like physically see this thing in front of me and then it was probably a good um at least another year to year and a half after that that the actual action figure came into being yeah and when you first started the action figure process, um, I'm assuming you didn't start out with that amazing box that you have, correct? What was no. the first packagings like? What was that? Um, I mean, I've I've always been I, going back to my resin bootleg um, yeah. history. I was definitely interested in trying to create a nice carded figure with the bubble. Um, but that wasn't coming to fruition. Uh, so I started playing around with um, the different like tuck box styles. I've always been drawn to the tuck box style of packaging for action yeah. figures because it's, I don't think it's really a style of packaging that you see a lot of for three and three quarter inch action figures. Um, so for me, it was definitely um, a uh, definitely an aesthetic choice. And I really, really wanted to utilize the incredible artwork um, that Chris Facone did for me for it. So, um, yeah. Which is, yeah, crazy. It's cool to see. Um, and then get those printed and everything. And the when you pull the card out, it's um, of the box. Is he's what is holding him to the the back? So um, I actually hand cut pieces oh, so of, good. of cardboard and then uh, zip tied around the waist there. So it's just a nice little snip zip tie around so his good. waist, holding him in place. Yeah, and the figure just looks so good. It has such a good vibe. Um, do you sell uh, fully painted ones or do you do the blanks only? Uh, so I don't really have a lot of full painted ones. I've been mm-hmm. I've been trying to focus more on a lot of the soft vinyl toys um, yeah. that I've had. Uh, as far as painting goes, recently the action figures themselves, I I've been selling blank. Yeah. What is this monster? Deep in the darkest corners of our earth, our digital sculptors are choosing body parts and combining them in unnatural ways. <laughs> they are making a mutant. Mutant. 
The evolving group of worldwide toy makers has been collaborating digital sculpting and making a mutant on Instagram. <laughs> making a mutant. on Instagram. <laughs> Join Making a Mutant on Instagram, a digital sculpting toy collab. Which, man, Lord Morbus is is killer. Which I have like a ton of different variations of. So yeah. if there's if there's people that want different variations of the colorways, all they have to do is just like let me know, like in a DM or something. Like, hey, I really like that black with that pink or that the pink with the red or whatever. And we can we can we can work something out. I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah. You're you're igniting the collector brain inside of me though, where it's like you have to have one of each available. So how many different colors do they come in if they come in solid colors? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the uh, so initially I wanted them. It it's it's actually kind of an interesting story. So it goes back to um, Ein Creative, and he ended up. I I almost don't want to say like he would want me to say this, but it, he he ran out of some of the colors that uh, we were planning on using for production. So he was making do with what he had. Yeah. And so in order, in order to make the kind of like red that I wanted, it involved white, but he ended up running out of like red or something. So they started coming out more like marbled pink kind of. Okay. So the very first batches of Lord Morbus that I got were pink and it was very, <laughs> very interesting i was like what is this i don't think this is what i paid for but at the same time it's amazing yeah um so uh a lot of them in the early run had these amazing marbling effects um you can't really tell from the one that i'm holding but he has like this nice like marbled whitish red like through like his face with the bubblegum pink like yeah. the, the pepto-bismol pink so oh, I love that. Um, I guess, yeah. In order to answer your question, I guess um, right now I have a bunch of marbled pinks and some reds and blacks. So I guess technically three. Okay. Um. I I mean that I love that too. Like him just putting what he had on hand. If that's like reminiscent of what Star Wars test prints and like their first things whatever they just had they're like okay let's do this see how this works mm -hmm. um so that's cool that that happened um, yeah i mean i i definitely wasn't disappointed i love the i love what came from it yeah which how did you get hooked up with ein creative i think that that is always we've all received the emails from chinese factories or people posing mm -hmm. as that are like I will make toy for you. And it's like, yep, yeah, delete, well, delete, yeah. Delete, yep. So how did you come across Ein Creative and then trust him or them enough to then send money without knowing if it would come back? Um, so I think it goes back to I follow a couple different uh Mexican artists on Instagram, uh Frank Mysterio um the rojo toy who's done skulls for me in the past and then also i think i think it's rotten rotten toys i think um and i think i want to say that um 
Rotten Toys was the one that introduced me to Ein Creative. I'm not 100% sure. It's been quite a while, but um, yeah, it was basically through other Mexican artists that I, you know, what whatever they were posting, it was me like just snooping, seeing who people were using for their manufacturing process and, you know, digging through the, the posts to find who it was. And uh, yeah. Nice. And they, I mean, that's the amount of research that we should all be doing. However, sometimes we get tied up and don't do it. Um, I'm, I don't know if you, do you know, barely human? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say it was them. I'm so sorry, barely human. If it wasn't you, um, that got into this and just sent money off to this maker in, I want to say Mexico was like, let's hope it comes back or Brazil or somewhere. And just weren't really uh, sure. Yeah, uh, he did the sculpts for the the recent um, the uh, the Burning Village release, right? The Barbarians. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think those were made in Brazil. Okay. Which, to be completely honest with you, I had no idea they could do vinyl. But then again, I to be fair, I didn't really realize that Mexico did vinyl toys until you know digging through all those posts, and I was like, oh my god that's available to me yeah so i know um it's i think the weirder thing to me other than seeing like mexico and brazil do it is uh i think it's mile high safubi uh-huh. in colorado that's yeah. really weird for me that you can Super do that cool. here yeah yeah i don't know what it is about safubi that seems like oh you can't do that here but you can uh, definitely yeah uh it it usually has to do with like the chemical compounds that are used during the process okay um, so i don't i don't know how they do it here in the states um but uh yeah they they obviously found a way to figure it out nice um with morbus and uh it's Aspherius, right mm-hmm with those two characters already in play, um, world building is still continuing. What are the next characters that are going to be added into this line? Um, I mean, I have like a whole wormhole warriors, like task force that Asphereus teams up with. So he has like his team yeah. that if he needs assistance on any intergalactic field, planet, whatever, he can call upon his buddies within the wormhole warriors and they can you know pop in and out of a wormhole to assist them um right now i haven't thought that far ahead only because i'm so focused on the two characters that i have right now just really fleshing them out and helping them become who they are as characters um but yeah I, i mean i i definitely have a whole slew of concepts in my head for sure yeah. And so I and I'm assuming this is since it's been the one that you've had since the beginning, this is gonna stay with you and you have like every interest in keeping this going. Does that mean that you don't work on the like normal bootlegs that people create on the outside or like other things? Like this is consuming all of your time? Um, I mean I have as an artist, I have fingers and all kinds of different pies to put it way i guess um but uh for the most part yeah i'd say 
um the wormhole warriors line is definitely a heavy focus for me sure yeah um as you've been a part of this toy scene for so long now um and you did clutter i'm assuming you did clutter more than once um or is it just you were the rock star that came into the first one i oh my god this is bad to say i don't i don't remember i honestly <laughs> might i i might have only been a part of the inaugural in action figure show okay how many other shows do you take part in uh on a regular basis uh, are we talking like specifically gallery shows or conventions uh, uh both i would i would say conventions are in the same sphere uh so i guess um this year um is going to be my first year back to vending in two years just because of uh real life things going on yeah um so i have two events coming up um in april alone and then one uh, down the road in october that i recently got invited to um before that um two years ago i had two shows and it like off and on it's usually like one to two shows a year yeah i don't I, w I wish i could get out more i really do um but with the things that are going on in my life it's kind of it's kind of difficult to do that but i wish i could yeah it's a i for being on i've seen like behind the scenes it takes it's such an undertaking to get to shows to move all your product to that show like mm -hmm. set all that stuff so i get like one to two shows a year doesn't seem like a lot for 12 months, but that is a huge undertaking to go out to these shows. Yeah. The, uh, the logistics that can go into that sort of thing are pretty immense. I mean, like there are so many different shows that I would want to take part of, but yeah. a lot of them are either on the other side of the country or the just, you know, I, I can't realistically do it. So, yeah. Holy moly. Um, I am always interested in like the future. Where do you see Lord Morbus, Asphirius? Like, where do you see this toy line going? What are your hopes for this whole Wormhole Warriors toy line? Um, since day one, I had a uh, cartoon yeah. uh like fleshed out in my head. I had like a, like a legitimate like theme song like playing in the back of my head and how it would go um i mean i had this whole franchise like not necessarily fleshed out but i had that whole concept just floating out there um so i mean the wormhole warriors are my uh my first true love in the toy scene so to speak so i re really love to see them grow and expand to something um really really big yeah um man i you know what comes to mind is um do you have dollar you have dollar tree where you are yeah okay so final faction that toy line yes i think i know which one you're talking about yeah they have a cartoon that's on youtube a comic book and like a full run of characters plus accessories and vehicles and all of them sell for a dollar 25. I want to figure out how to do that so that we can have yeah. toy lines come out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool.
um for i did see okay so on your page your concept in the top left corner for me probably right corner for you there was a vehicle for lord morbus mm-hmm. is that something that's coming to life anytime soon is it coming to yeah his uh his uh strike bike oh it looks so good yeah it's uh unfortunately right now just a concept that exists on paper but yeah okay. it's out there yep it reminds me the way that it's articulated and the way that that um the new ghost rider vehicle that came out from the marvel legends retro mm. it reminds me of that's how it would sit and stuff but that's all like what do you, do you have a timeline on the vehicle for lord morbus what are you what's the hopes for that one um honestly since you just mentioned it i i hadn't been focusing on it at all i wish i could say <laughs> that i was but for everything else that's going on yeah now i haven't been thinking about it but no i i love that i love um all those uh gi joes and, and toy lines that have all those different accessories that you can put that one specific figure in and just swap them in and out to do whatever it is that you want them to do yeah I have uh, two last parts of the podcast that I want to get to. Um, the This first one, um, it comes and goes with different artists, and it kind of gets thrown out there. You've been in the toy scene since 2012-ish, so mm-hmm. 11 years. That's a long time. That's longer than a lot of us have been in here. Um, what is a, a tip, a trick, a quote, something that you would offer other people that are in the toy scene? Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. Um, don't give up. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Um, just stay positive. Don't let people dump all over your work. I mean, because it, it's bound to happen. Um, but for me, I am my own worst critic. Um, so I'm constantly uh, just criticizing my own thing, like right down to the bare minimum. Um, so I don't, I don't let people's opinions or thoughts um, really affect a lot of the of way that I'm thinking on my my designs and toys. Because if it's what I like, suck it. Because that's what I like. So that's that's the tagline that I might move in front of the intro of this episode. <laughs> what I like, <laughs> suck it. Stuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as we come to the end, one of my favorite things that I like to do with every artist is you get to plug everything where you are, shows, conventions, um, toys that you may have thousands of that you want to move, all of those things. So please plug away so you can um we can lead people back to you. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Yuck Trading Co. and my uh, my main website uh, yucktradingco.com. Um, I also have my big cartel shop yucktradingco.bigcartel. Whatever. Um, my two big shows coming up in April. I'm super excited for. Um, I'm returning to one um, that I went to two years ago called Monster Expo um, down in uh, Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Um, it's a really cool 
uh, pop culture horror convention um, with uh, a lot of cool uh, celebrities showing up this year. Really excited about that. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll be there um, April 29th and 30th in Fairhaven. And then the weekend before, I'm going to be at um, Wicked Comic Con at the um, the Hyatt Convention Center or in the um, crap, I forgot the name of the convention center now. Uh, the convention center in Boston, the Heinz Convention Center in Boston, uh, 22nd to the 23rd. I'll be vending at that. Awesome. If you're in those areas, please go see Yuck Trading. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming on, telling us all about you, your story, all that stuff. Um, this episode will come out on Monday, so I'm stoked about that. Yeah, no, this was awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah.